marketing. It's it can be a difficult thing to grasp sometimes, especially when you're a small businesses, because small businesses are doing everything and anything with the small amount of people doing the most amount of jobs they can humanly possibly do and probably failing a lot more. So when it comes to marketing, you'll forget to do things like make brand guidelines to make sure that you uh, tell the media or whoever else that it's public on what you can and can't do with the logo, a marketing plan to kind of test retest, test again to see what you can do with uh, with your business and help grow your business. And there's a lot of other things too. I mean, you'll probably miss out on actual media relations and making sure that you're reaching out to the media more often than not. There is a whole bunch of things that goes on with marketing and it can be difficult. But this week, I'm gonna be talking about that. So stay tuned for a new episode of Digital Coffee Morning Marketing. Mmm, that's good. Alright guys, I'm your host Brett Dester as always, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about why or what is content standards, and it's kind of a new thing I've been baking in my head, why it's important, also what is a marketing plan, why is it important, and how should I start, and then lastly we're going to be talking about the PR fail of the week, I like guess should be actually kind of funny because it's it, it, was, it was a pretty bad fail on their part and they probably should have known better and there's always some that goes on anyways but let's get into it so as doing marketing for many different companies the one thing that i've noticed that's always been kind of contention for me is that when i get to it and it's usually small businesses there's no like consistent content whatsoever i know people are different and that's another uh, reason why this can happen but there's no actually written material or even the kind of samples of how people do the content so I can mimic it. So guess who has to usually redo the whole thing by themselves? That's the new person coming in. So what is the content standards? It's it's basically my idea of, hey, let's kind of write down like kind of brand guidelines, but content guidelines of what our standards are so we can have quality control because the biggest thing that most small companies don't understand is that if your quality is so up in the air and varied, a lot of people won't like it, a lot of people won't care about it, and you'll get lost in the shuffle. So for me, this is a big important uh, idea to understand is that content standards is just a basic outline for internal purposes for uh, marketers, graphic designers are saying, hey, we want this, we want that. And you obviously, if you have some of these, work with them, talk to them about it as well and kind of come to a conclusion or a basis of what you want for content standards. Uh, content standards could be how you write something. It's definitely about the graphics and what graphics you guys use. It's definitely the standard of how you take pictures and how uh, the quality of it should be as good as you can actually get for that time. Uh, and that's just one of the things. Also, what types of intros and outros you may use for video, what is uh, acceptable um, opening graphic for your videos as well. Uh, sound standards as well, because I mean, sound can be really, really difficult to master too. I mean, uh, even doing a podcast, I can sometimes uh, have headaches with <laughs> some of the sound sometimes. I'm like, why is it doing this? Uh, but that's just some of the reasons why I think content standards are important because 
it's a no-brainer, it's common sense, but nobody writes it down. And once the person leaves, you kind of are stuck with... You're just stuck with either no content or content in general that is all over the place. And this will just help streamline the process. And if new people come on board, they'll help them understand what is expected of them when they create the content. I think this is actually something that needs to be sit down and talked about, especially for small businesses, because small businesses do not have marketing directors, marketing managers, and so and so forth. You usually have one person doing all of it. And side note, be nice to them. It's a lot of work, nine times out of 10. But you have it all over the place, and it needs to just be set out saying, this is what this is what we want. This is what uh, the quality control is going to be. This is how we want to do it. Uh, you can, with permission, deviate from it, but this has to be talked about at a later time. We want it to be this way. And I don't think a lot of businesses talk about this because it's just kind of more of a duh, this is how it should be. But it's for big businesses, it's a lot easier um, for the most part, but small businesses, it's not. And so you need some type of marketer, especially a marketer with an eye for photography, videography, and all that other fun stuff uh, to sit down with you, go through it, kind of give tests on what is acceptable and tests that's not acceptable because it's a part of marketing. Like small businesses, they almost have to be their own uh, content studio in general. I know it's difficult. It's tough because you're usually just one person trying to do everything and a lot of times you're not doing everything well you're doing some of the things well and some of the things get lost in the shuffle i feel for you i understand how hard it can be uh, just my only advice is to you know press on keep on going for the gold just keep on doing it because that's what you're going to need to be successful it, it really is it really is just that uh, so if I, if I were you guys or if I was, I was a marketer at a small company, please try to figure out if you can do a content standard guideline. It'll be beneficial for everybody. Everybody should be on the same page or at least will understand what page they should be on because sometimes they'll be on page one and you're all on page eight. And that's terrible. But this should actually help along the way. So that's my advice for, some, for something new. Uh, I've never heard this from any any place else about content standards, and I think this should actually be uh, talked about more in general. Uh, I think it's really beneficial, and that's my two cents about that. But moving on to marketing plan. So what is a marketing plan? So for those that aren't really kind of in the know about this, marketing plan is basically a plan devised by marketers to kind of direct or dictate where the company is going to go for its marketing initiatives. It could be advertising, it could be social media, it could be events, it's all of it, it's everything. Uh, it, it can be a buyer persona as well, it also can be attached to your brand guidelines, which is never a bad idea, but I would also put that separately as, as a different document for those to use as well. It can be really, really long like a white paper or it can be really, really short if you don't have that much time to actually do it. But it's a good way to understand what is your theme going to be, what are you trying to accomplish, what are your numbers going to be, etc., etc. Hopefully, you have a lot of data to help you understand how to use it or how to do marketing initiatives 
well that produce results because the whole point of the plan is to produce results that the company will like. A lot of times it's difficult, especially if you're by yourself, you may not actually have time to sit down and write a 10 page marketing plan. It may just have to be a one page, really short, really to the point type of plan, but it's good to actually write something down because a lot of businesses want something to be written down because they want to know that you're actually working. I know a lot of them think that marketers don't work at all, but we actually do because a lot of it's all about research. Yeah, research. It takes up quite a bit of time, most of the time. All of the time. Let's just be honest. It's, it's just a lot. Um, but, yeah, the, I mean, that's kind of the basics of what it is. Why is it important? Well, it's important for many reasons. One, it kind of gives a direction for the marketing efforts. It also will help... Uh, understand where you should put the marketing budget if you actually have one. If you don't, you might want to look into kind of uh, where your business is getting the money, how much money it's taking in and kind of devise kind of a budget along the way as well. Now you may not be able to do everything that you want to do through advertising purposes because you only have a limited amount of money and if it's a small businesses, you have a very limited amount of money. So you might want to look at that as well. Uh, but I mean, the reason why it's really important is that it drives the marketing. It also helps everybody, once again, be on the same page of what they're supposed to do. It also helps the higher ups understand what the marketing department is going to do, etc., etc. So it's important to actually understand that. That's why it's important. It's important. To draw, it's important for the marketing department to communicate to everybody what they're going to be doing, so they understand what they're supposed to be doing as well, especially for interns or even entry level people that are just trying to get their shoes wet. This could actually help them a lot and also bring them on in as well. Have them write a portion of, of the marketing plan, maybe the buyer persona, maybe they know that really well. Teach them how to, you know, look through Facebook insights, Twitter analytics, Pinterest analytics, anything you have, either Hootsuite or Buffer, they usually have analytics baked into that as well. It's a great thing to do. So I would look into all that stuff and see what you can do with that as well. Uh, but that's just that's just why it's important and why you should actually be doing it. I know a lot of times you just don't have the quote unquote time and I get I get that excuse and or relevant excuse. It can be just a lame excuse or relevant excuse too, but it's important to actually do that. Now, to how to start it. Now, you're you're like, "Yes, I get it, Brett. It's great. I want to do it." But how do I start? Well, I would say try to start with finding a good template. Now you can find it online pretty easily. I found several of them. Some are paid, some are not, but just find a nice template that you can kind of be guided in if this is your first time. Also kind of look at uh, Google Analytics. Google Analytics is actually really good. Uh, the new updated version is even better for looking around things and trying to figure out um, where you're getting a lot of your uh, customers from because it will tell you direct organic uh, referral, social ad, except, and all that other fun stuff. It'll also tell you kind of the categories where you're getting your customers from too, but that's, uh, that's one way. Also from social, it'll tell you where you're getting it from social as well, which is another good thing. Uh, so look at that. It's really important to look at all that stuff. Look at uh, Facebook and all the other social media analytics too because it will tell you kind of the age range uh, for your customers. It'll also tell you kind of 
uh, the gender as well. Google Analytics will do that too, so it will kind of be a whole hodgepodge of different data that you can actually collect and kind of understand what uh, demographic you want to go after. Uh, if you can find kind of more of the, the price range or how much people make, that's even better. Uh, the more detailed you can get on the data or the buyer persona, the better, which leads me to the buyer persona. It's good to actually create one of those because a lot of times you'll have different buyer personas and they all take, or they all uh, can be advertised in different ways. You're gonna have to find different strategies for that. Uh, but that's just one way, find the data. The other thing is to see uh, where your sales are actually coming from. They're from your own e-commerce store, they're from Amazon, Newegg, uh, Etsy, if you're one of those as well. Um, it, could be, it could be several different things or several different uh, avenues you're actually getting sales from. Or it could be from just traditional brick and mortar stores too, like Target, Walmart, depending on what you where you actually sell, it'd be good to get that data too. Now, the first step would be try to figure out the buyer persona because that will be just as important to figure out. Uh, and I said that before, um, figure out the data as well, uh, get the nitty gritty. And I would say try to do several different ones. I would say two to three is a good start. Like I said, marketing plans can be changed over time, but just kind of get kind of getting a shell is probably the biggest thing. So figure that part out. The next thing I said was figure out kind of the theme for the year, for the next six months, however long your marketing plan is going to be. Uh, one, one I pitched was experience the difference where I would say that uh, the product that I was marketing would help uh, when people actually used it. And one, that's what I've kind of learned along the way is that people actually liked it. So the whole theme was experience the difference, experience the difference from everybody else that we are the different, we are the better option type of a thing. Uh, and you can work with that that way, kind of have kind of random people just walk up and say, hey, experience playing this or experience drinking this. Uh, so that's one way if you kind of want to do some type of theme, but some type of theme that kind of encompasses what you're trying to go after, what your goals are trying to go after. And then obviously do, do goals as well. Uh, maybe you want to increase sales by 10%. Maybe you want to increase brand awareness by 10%. Whatever it is, make sure that it, that it is a clear goal that is achievable for, for the time that you actually have. Uh, I always say achievable goals because you can have really high, big expectations or goals that you may actually not be able to hit. But you can have short-term and long-term goals, your long-term marketing plan, which could be written later, but more of a short-term marketing plan is actually a lot better because it's more actionable, you can do it now. Also make sure that you have clear call to actions of what you wanna do. Uh, call to action to buy, to shop, to sign up, to subscribe, whatever it is, uh, make sure it is. And now next to it, it's gonna be the platforms and where you're gonna be delivering this content or delivering this ads, what platforms are you gonna be using? Uh, and that's really depending on what your industry is. Now, I always say as a marketer, it's not great to be on every single social network. It isn't. It's actually a terrible idea because every time you sign up for a new social network, that's more content that you actually, that you have to provide. More content. It's, that, that just can be a lot for one person. So I would pick the top five and probably I would say five the most three to four is probably good. Now, if you have, once again, Hootsuite or Buffer, I can help you along the way too. Uh, but but also do that, also look at your strategies. Maybe you wanna do giveaways uh, to, you know, 
bring up brand awareness. Maybe you want to reach out to the media for press releases or even reviewers. Uh, look for, if you're in the gaming industry, look at Twitch, look at Mixer for more live um, reviews or look at YouTube is always a good one. Vid.me is kind of a new one as well. If you don't know that, I would say check it out too. Um, also be sure you have a budget for these YouTubers as well. Some actually do want you to pay them to review it. It's, it's, it's an ugly truth about it, but it is a truth about it. Also look at influencer marketing. What is your initiatives in influencer marketing? Are you trying to get maybe uh, 10 in the next six months or maybe 20 in the next six months? Try to figure out which ones are the best ones for you. And also try to do a broad base between micro influencers and macro influencers. Macro influencers are gonna be the bigger people, the big, the people with hundreds of thousands or million uh, subscribers and the smaller ones are gonna be around 10,000, probably I would say 100,000-ish. Um, determine that, determine what, as always, what platforms. Uh, if you're gonna be getting into video, what types of videos are you gonna be doing? You're gonna be doing entertainment, informational, uh, anything can, it can be everything, maybe a daily show, maybe a weekly show, whatever it is. You need to make sure that you know that. Also make sure you know who your spokesperson is as well. It's very important for that because if you don't have a spokesperson, you're kind of out of luck on that one and no one can help you on that. Uh, so figure out that part about it uh, for your other social networks um, and for video in general, look at live video. How are you going to do live video? What are you going to be talking about? How often are you going to be doing it? Uh, and then look at, if you're on Instagram, look at doing sto more story um, pictures or videos as well as just doing the normal post content too. You got you to think of both. Uh, I mean, I would say Facebook. Facebook doesn't really do stories for businesses yet, so you're off the hook on that one. Uh, also, if you are looking into new social networks, maybe in your marketing plan, look at the other ones, as long as it goes with the demographic you're trying to hit on which ones should be used as well. Um, and then kind of go off of kind of getting the nitty gritty of month by month of what you're going to actually be trying to achieve. Uh, so if it's kind of more of a six month to a year plan, kind of go maybe every three months or maybe every month if it's a six month and figure out what you're going to do for each theme. Uh, make sure you kind of have a calendar with you as well so you can place in sales. Like uh, yesterday was National Video Game Day, so that, that could be a good sales opportunity for a lot of developers. Uh, or, I mean, there's a lot of those little weird um, national days that people like to do or not. I mean, it really depends on what you're doing, but also be a part of those too, because those could be training topics on Twitter. Also, I mean, if you're on Twitter, make sure that you are making your own gifts because that's a really popular thing. Making sure you're just having fun with it. Uh, Twitter is a very conversational and informational type thing. Also, I forgot to mention, but also LinkedIn, figuring out what you want to do for videos produced on LinkedIn because you now can upload it on LinkedIn. There's a whole slew of things that you can actually figure out and do, and I would actually look into figuring out how to do that because it's it's really important to know that. Uh, so there's just those are just some of the things of where to get started. Um, but I mean, the most important thing about getting started is to just start writing it down as a first draft. Just write down what you're trying to accomplish, and then go from there. I mean, obviously it's going to change. Uh, don't think that this. Marketing plan is going to be set in stone. You can never change it because that's not that's not a good idea. Never a good idea. Just do it. Sit down. Write it. Look at it. Do it again if you need to. It's probably the best advice anybody can actually give you. Uh, 
But beyond that, yeah, just make sure you're having, you're making good, uh, good, you know, risk analysis with it, good uh, kind of bets on how your marketing should go. Uh, obvious, obviously, you're not a, um, you cannot a future teller and understand that some things can go very, very wrong. So I'd also mention that you probably should have a crisis plan and backup just in case for that as well. It's just as important for that, but yeah, be sure. And then um, if you are trying to increase sales, just do refer friends, do giveaways if you want to, kind of just bridge the gap for that. Also reviews are a big thing, so you need to make sure that you are contacting these YouTubers and making sure that you're contacting them in a good way that they actually want to do it. And I would actually recommend using extensions like um, Mail Mix, I think it's called, but one of the extensions that I use for my Gmail, so I know people are reading it, so I know a transcript, so they're actually reading it. Also use Boomerang if you want to send it later. They also will tell you like if it's likely or very unlikely that people will respond to you. That's another good way of finding that out too. But uh, use little different tips and tricks there too. Uh, if you need like a really stylized version of marketing plan, check out Canva or just go on the web and type free uh, marketing plan templates. There's a ton of them out there if you need, if you aren't really too savvy with your um, Illustrator, which can be difficult, I completely understand as well. So just check that out and be, be aware of it. Uh, and if you have a small team, look at your small, uh, kind of get a group meeting and sit down and say, what are we going to do? What is our marketing plan type of thing? And try to, you know, have a clear, as always, a clear overall goal, but little mini goals along the way. Uh, mini goals are going to be great because it's incremental goals that you can be achievable, maybe within the month, half month, whatever you want to do, that's completely up to you. But those are kind of my tips and tricks for you. Now moving on to PR, uh, PR fail of the week. Yes, there actually was one this past week. Uh, so if many of you don't know, uh, PewDiePie is a very popular YouTuber. Um, he, he doesn't always stream games as much as he used to, but in the beginning he did stream a lot of games, got really popular that way. Well, he was live streaming a really popular game called Player unknown battlegrounds and he kind of said the n-word yes it was unfortunate he he has apologized fully for it but the damage is done from what he actually did now do i condone him for saying do i like that he said that no of course not. i don't it's a word that some people get offended about and it's perfectly fine you can be offended about anything you want to my issue with the pr fail of the week was is that one developer that developed the game called Firewatch decided to go on a little rampage about his distaste for PewDiePie claiming that he he would false DMCA somebody. Now DMCA is more of a copyright claim saying that they cannot use your content assets copyrights without usually without permission. There's always a little legroom especially for um, commentary or parody as well. So uh, he was saying that he's going to be using that as kind of more of a weapon than a, a deterrent. And well, it didn't go according to plan for him. So I actually tweeted him saying that this probably wasn't the best idea, that he should have just said, hey, we do not condone what he says, uh, but it should have been more of a blanketed statement and not something that would actually cause uh, something that would financially hurt the company. Now, since the backlash has happened, 
there have been a ton of negative Steam reviews. And that hurts game developers quite a bit. It's not the best move of doing it. And I keep on telling people, look at marketers, higher ups, your customers, you don't know their political ideologies. And as a business, you actually have to work with people on the right, maybe somewhere on the far right, I don't know, or the alt-right, whatever that actually means, and the left. You have to work with both of them. You, as a business, you cannot work without one or the other. It's This is not an either-or. You could, but you wouldn't be as successful than working with both of them. So, I mean, the lesson here is, yeah, don't go on a rampage. Like, think about it. Slow down. It's okay. Think about what you're going to say. Say, hey, look, we don't like what he says, but, you know, he can say whatever he wants. Uh, if he buys our game legitimately, he streams it, okay. Because if you put on your own website that it, you, it's okay to stream games, you, you better allow people to stream games and not false DMCA them. Plus, I mean, I yeah, be upset about it. Great. I don't care if you're upset about it. But since you went on a rampage and kind of just delivered your playbook on what you're going to be doing with people that you are offended or don't like their speech or are politically motivated against. You have just kind of created a way of saying, hey, we don't like this group. This group that may actually not like what PewDiePie said, but actually want him to have the right to his freedom of speech. We don't like what he said. So um, we don't like you either. But that's bad for business. That's basically just cutting off a potential consumer base that you could have used to increase sales. And so you have just told this group of people that we don't want your business, we don't like you here. And businesses are have full right to do whatever they want, but there's also backlash and the backlash can be swift and gamers do like now to just, you know, bomb review games pretty harshly. And it's been already, it's been going on. And I just checked like a few minutes ago and there's still more and more. And it's some people actually bought the game saying it's not that good. And I, I actually reviewed Firewatch. It's it's okay. I won't say I won't ever bomb review them, but it, it was okay. It wasn't bad. Um, but it's not looking good for them. I do advise the person that did say that, that you kind of um, just apologize saying, hey, look, it was the heat of the moment type of a thing. I realize now that the importance of saying what people say, and I will not use the MCA as a, as a weapon. I will use it as intended to. That would be the best way of kind of mitigating this, because what you just did was make an issue a crisis in a way for yourself. That's not the best way of doing it. Do not, businesses, please listen to me. Do not ever just purposely put yourself into a crisis you, if it's an issue. You need to distinguish between those two. If it's an issue, let it die. It's going to die. If it's a crisis, obviously say something. And it, there's a fine line between both of them. You gotta figure out which one it is, and it can be hard. But if you are always going after something that may be an issue, thinking it's a crisis, you're putting yourself more in harm's way and more uh, sales could be lost because of this. Now, will sales be lost? Probably, and it, and it seems like some streamers are a little bit upset about that, saying then I'm never streaming one of your games. I've seen some, now I'm sure, maybe not. Some customers saying I'm never buying a game from you ever again. Uh, so you, you've you already lost a few sales if they actually bought your game already. You've already lost sales from this small issue. And the funny part here is that it wasn't even the game, PewDiePie wasn't even streaming their game. 
he just went on to be virtuous, quote unquote, and say how terrible it is and this is how we're gonna be virtuous. And I'm like, why? Like you you weren't even a part of this and you made it a bigger issue than it was. Don't ever do that. Let things die if they need to die. If you are going to make every issue a crisis, your business will be in trouble more often than it should be. Sometimes you just gotta let it die. Sometimes it's not worth the fight. Let it die. Now for this, I recommend that they apologize for that. I recommend that they say they learn their lesson and they will not do what they said they were gonna do. Because if you don't, it could be bad, especially for gamers. A lot of people don't understand gamers is that it's a very diverse group from obviously gender and race, but also uh, thought too. It's very diverse, it's not just one. Even though a lot of developers and tech companies are in the bluest part or an extremely blue part of California, gamers aren't. And gamers are very vast and very different. And you need to understand that. That's why I keep on saying that customers are not a monolith. They're not one specific portion of it. And you need to understand that as well. But that's all I have for it. My lesson for that, just to sum it up, make sure that an issue is an issue and a crisis is a crisis and communicate accordingly if you need to. If you don't need to communicate at all, let it die. It will die really quickly, especially in this cycle. But that is Digital Coffee Morning Marketing Edition. Thank you for tuning in and tune in this weekend because I was a little late on this one for a new episode of Digital Coffee where I go through, you know, the influence on tech and culture all with a cup of coffee because it's always good with a cup of coffee. All right, guys, as always, follow Digital Coffee on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I'm on the Twitch as well. And I'm going to be eventually starting soon doing a weekly, maybe daily uh, live stream show through Twitch. i got to figure that out a little bit more. But, yeah, find me on Digital Coffee there as well. As always, if you like this podcast, please consider supporting me on my Digital Coffee podcast store with coffee mugs and all that stuff. And, as always, please hit the subscribe button for iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music. All right, guys, see you this weekend and have a great rest of your week. Later.